Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Actually forgive yourself. That's okay. I forgive you. Move on. It's okay. We did our best. Lovely. That's right. Yeah. What are we going to take out of it? And then we move on. Let that shit go. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma. I'm a radio journalist who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey Em and welcome back everyone. Em, who are we shouting out this week? Big shout out goes to Tim. He says, hello from Colorado, USA. I'm really enjoying your podcast and the great tips you've been giving out like candy. I was wondering if you had any advice on how to learn about what you did wrong in an interview if you bomb one, or as in my case, bomb several, or even just some advice on how to bounce back if you interview for a promotion that ultimately goes to someone else in your organization. Oh, Tim... I love that we do shout outs for people, you know, you don't have to have landed a job. In this case, Tim is hanging in there and he's asking for advice and how to get better. And we're shouting that out. Yeah. And we're dedicating a whole episode, which is why we've shouted him out in this one, to the question that he's asked. We're talking about bombing an interview. If you are stuck like Tim and you've gotten some feedback and you just don't know how to improve your interviews, I do one-on-one interview coaching to help you prep for your next one. You can find out all about them at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash coaching. And if you want to be like Tim and get your question answered with the whole podcast episode, reach out to us about your situation on DM, email, pigeon, whatever. Let's get straight into it and let's help Tim. But first, I want to have a heartfelt little message of support for Tim that we've all been there. We've all bombed an interview. Interviews can be tough. I hope that you're being kind to yourself because I do feel like this message is a bit self-deprecating. It sounds a bit like he's beating himself up. You may not have even bombed it, Tim. This is what I came here to say. I wanted to say you may not have even done anything wrong and we're going to help you unpack that. And if you have, we'll tell you what you need to do to help. And I think it's important here to remember the purpose of an interview. They're trying to get to know you, your skills, your experience, your motivations, and it's their job to see through the stumbles and scripts to understand you as a person. And I think for most people, the stumbles and the taking a bit too long or getting lost is what people probably class as bombing, which is totally normal. You're not a robot who regurgitates a perfect script. And as Sarah has enlightened us about, the people who do recite, you know, really buzzwordy, jargony scripts, 
Interviewers see right through that and they're like, what have you even told me? It's their job to see through you. I bet so many times you're sitting in the chair and you're like, come on, get it out. Like, you can do it. Like, don't be so nervous. Like, you're doing great. That's probably your internal monologue. And I'll ask them to clarify if they've missed the point of a question or something. Totally. When you're sitting on that other side of the interview, I think everything becomes a little bit clearer in what we're actually trying to do. The organization wants to hire someone, so it's in their best interest to get to know you as best as they can. They know that interviews are weird and they're not really a great predictor of how well you're going to do at the job, but they're the best thing we've got because there's not really any other good alternative to work out whether you can do something or not. So it's our job as interviewers to ask you the right questions, to see through the stumbles and the nerves and to find out what you've actually done before get to know you and work out if that's a fit for what we need. And also important to distinguish here between what is bombing and what's not, because it's important to note that you can nail the interview and not get the job. And on the flip side, you can be fully qualified for the job and not get it. Yes. And I think in Tim's question, I feel like he's saying how to learn about what you did if you bomb one. I think most people know when they walk out of an interview, oh, I really screwed that up. I've bombed it. And it sounds like Tim may not have thought that, but maybe he didn't get the job. And so he thinks because I didn't get the job, that must have mean that I bombed the interview. And that doesn't have to be the case. You can nail the interview, do nothing wrong, answer everything really well, and still you're not the right fit for that organization or they've decided to go with someone else. The two don't go hand in hand every time. You can even bomb it and get the job. Totally. Like wild card. Those two don't always go together at all. So it's okay to feel disappointed with how the interview actually went, but if you weren't able to tick the boxes for what they were looking for because you actually haven't had the experience, you didn't do anything wrong. Does that make sense? You can't interview your way out of not having what they're looking for. And I think that's really important to clarify is that it's okay to feel upset and it's so normal, but it doesn't mean that you did anything wrong. It doesn't mean you need more interview skills necessarily. And quietly, if you're an interview boss listener, you have great skills already and I'm sure that you haven't bombed several in a row. I think it's external circumstances, you know, maybe some that aren't the fit. I don't think the common denominator here is you, Tim. I don't think it is. And I've seen people talk about, oh, I really bombed this interview and that's why I didn't get the job because I lost track and I couldn't think of an answer for a particular question. You don't know that that's the reason you didn't get the job. Yeah, we're assuming. Maybe they didn't care about that at all and they just thought, oh, well, actually this person was a better fit for X, Y, Z reason. It's just a bit of a coincidence that you, you know, froze up or something in that question. Which I think, would you say, almost every person stumbles or has a little bit of a blank somewhere in the interview. Of course. I think it would be rare that people come in perfectly nailed, no hesitation. That would be rare. Totally. And there's always stuff that you, oh, I could have said that better. I could have done that better. Of course, because you're on the spot. That's the nature of it. Exactly. And it's a conversation. Do you think, How many times do you think we listen back to our podcast and go, maybe we should have scripted ourselves, but that's not the point because it's more entertaining and it's more engaging for you as listeners to listen to us have a conversation than it is to listen to a script. And I think that really goes to, again, what we said before, the purpose of an interview is not to be robots reading scripts. Definitely. So how to clarify if you didn't bomb, maybe you just didn't have strong enough experience when they drilled down. Yes. I had an interview like this with a tech company and I really wanted this role because it was a really big step up for me. And I thought I ticked all the boxes when it came to the job posting. And I got an interview straight away because I knew someone in the company and I was able to kind of speak to them and 
got through to a, like a first round phone screen. And over the interview, it became pretty clear that they were looking for someone to roll out learning and development programs, which is definitely not a strong point in my experience. It's something I've hardly really touched on, not because I'm not interested or because I can't do it, but just because of it's never been part of my role. I haven't had the opportunity to. And so I was really struggling coming up with things. I talked about all the stuff that I did have, but it still wasn't enough. And they were wanting to know more. And so, yes, I didn't get that job, but I didn't bomb that interview. I was actually really well prepared and I answered all those things really well. I just didn't have enough experience. And so I wouldn't say that I've bombed that interview at all. I'd say I just didn't have the experience and I did a good job of representing what I had done, but it wasn't enough. I also think not bombing it is if you were yourself as well. If you feel like you represented yourself properly and you feel like you showed a bit of personality, you talked about your strengths really well, you were honest, talked about your motivations and things like that, I wouldn't consider that bombing it just because you maybe didn't get it. Important to note. Have a think about that. Now, okay, hypothetically, if you did bomb, whatever, everyone bombs sometimes, a one-off, it just things weren't going right. Things to consider about what led to that. Did you misrepresent yourself? Do you think you came off more senior or you came off really chatty and disorganized? And actually that's not you at all. You're a really structured, organized person. But you were nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you came off really quiet and actually you're really outgoing and you just feel like it didn't match with who you actually are with what how that interview went. I think that would be considered, oh, I've really stuffed this up because that just wasn't me in there. Whoever that person was, wasn't me. Yeah, it just came out out of nerves, nerve-induced second personality. Also, were you not prepared? That's a big one. If you just really didn't have much time to prepare, of course you're going to feel like you bombed it because you're in there making shit up, pulling stuff out of thin air. Oh, I've seen this before. I read a post where someone went into an interview and they prepared for the wrong company and they got the jobs <gasps> mixed up and they were like, no. I think I'd be really good at this job because I've got these skills. And they were like, that's got nothing to do with this job. <laughs> You're talking about Woolworths, but you're actually interviewing at Coles. No. Well, actually, that wouldn't be so bad because at least they'd be the same job. But if you're completely different industries or something, that's going to be an issue. And that's the kind of thing that you could go, oh, okay, I really stuffed that up. I shouldn't have said that or something went wrong and you weren't prepared, didn't have an answer for it. Oh, are you happy to you know do the travel that we mentioned in the ad? And you're like, oh, what? <laughs> and then your answer's bad because you didn't prepare. You haven't thought of anything. Did you use small examples instead of your great stuff? So you're using fluffy little things instead of your non-negotiables that we always talk about that, you know, you walk out of an interview knowing I've mentioned them. Did you miss that? Yes. And I had an interview that I would say that I did bomb and it was for a great place to work company. You know, one of those winners that always wins the amazing employee experience and everyone wants to work there and they hardly ever recruit. And so I was really, really excited about this interview and they are still, I think, really known for only taking people who are exceptional. That's kind of their thing. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous now that I think back on it. Like superstars. Yeah. And so they want examples of times that you've changed the world and done incredible things. And I made a big mistake that a lot of people make in interviews and I was too led by the question, oh, tell me about a conflict that you've had or whatever. And so I answered all these questions and I got to the end after I hung up and thought, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this. All these great things about me that I didn't get an opportunity to talk about because I didn't find a way to work them into the conversation. And so for them looking for someone exceptional, I came across very boring and very unexceptional because I hadn't talked about all of my good stuff. And so I would say 
I haven't well represented myself and I would call that bombing the interview and I definitely didn't get that job. Another thing to consider is did you go blank or panic even when you had something to say? Sometimes it happens out of nowhere. You can't do anything about it. And like you have a really good answer for it, but you just weren't able to think of it in the thing. Again, I think I would consider that, oh, that sucks. You haven't been able to think of something and you thought of it after you walked out. And that's all something that you can work on. Yeah. So that's all the important things to consider out of the way. Now, what to do if you genuinely do still think you bombed after all of that mindset shift and awareness. So first of all, ask for feedback. If you have no idea and you're a bit lost, well, hopefully they can tell you. And they might say, oh, you were just really nervous and it was hard to get any information out of you. Or they might say it was too vague or they'll say, oh, you didn't really show research about the company. Answer the question. Yeah, yeah. Ask for feedback. I think this is a hard one if you don't get the feedback. A lot of companies are going to be really hard to get feedback out of. Ask once and let it go. If you don't hear back, you don't hear back. It's going to be challenging to actually get companies to give you something useful, but ask and then move on. If you get it, great. If you don't, that's okay. We can do this without the company telling you. And reflect yourself, like we said, on what it was that you feel that you could have improved on, if anything. And what was it that you felt, oh, I wasn't really happy with that. Think about those things and let's write them down so that we can do something about them. Did you build up the job in your mind to be too much as a dream job? And so it was too much pressure and maybe you stumbled in that sense. Yes. Go back and listen to our Red Flags Um, podcast episode and go in there with a list of all the things that you think are potential red flags about this company, even the playing field. If you're building this up into, oh my God, I'd be so lucky to work here. This is my dream job. Imposter syndrome's kicking in. That's going to make it so much harder for you to perform. So maybe there's something that you can change for next time in not building it up so much. And remind yourself that you did the best you could in the circumstances. Maybe if you weren't prepared enough, it was because shit hit the fan that week and you just did well to honestly show up on time and do the interview. Maybe other factors, you were really prepared and you just couldn't help that you were really anxious that day. You did the best you could. This is going to sound really weird, but like actually say to yourself, and I do this, I forgive you. Yeah, I like that. It might sound really weird, but like actually say it and actually forgive yourself. That's okay. I forgive you. Move on. That's okay. We did our best. That's right. Yeah. What are we going to take out of it? And then we move on. Let that shit go. Hey, Job Hunters. Big news. Our all new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep. It takes you step by step by step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. So now we break it down into some scenarios. So it depends a little bit what you do next as to what parts actually went wrong. And if there were questions that you didn't answer well, and that was the issue, you could contact them with a better example. Now, how would this actually look? Do you literally just call them up and be like, hey, I interviewed on Friday and I'm just really (laughs) kicking myself that I didn't give this example and I know this might sound pushy, but can I just let you guys know what my really good example would be because I'm really passionate for the job and I just want to fully be heard. You can, you can. I probably wouldn't call them up. 
I would probably email it. Oh, but it's going to be so much harder to convey that tone that I just gave on email. Yeah, but hey, thank you so much for the interview. I'm really excited. I felt like I really struggled to come up with an answer to your question about my stakeholder management skills. And as soon as I left, I realized that I really should have told you about this instead. And you can just basically dot point it out. I'd be happy to chat to you more and fill in some more detail about this experience if you'd like. Kind regards. And let's just humor this. Best scenario, maybe you were like their number two and they really liked you, but like, yeah, that was a lacking question. And so they'll get this and be like, I'm going to call her back. And maybe they hear you out. Maybe something comes of it. Maybe it doesn't, but at least they have all the information about you. Worst case, they never do anything about it. And it's just, you don't get the job, but you'll feel better because you let them know. Yeah, exactly. And I actually have a great success story with this one. I was speaking to a woman for a role that was in a predominantly male dominated industry, and she didn't tick a lot of the boxes of having the actual experience, but I was working for the kind of company that was going to be happy if she had the right attitude. And one of the key things that we wanted was customer service. Have you gone above and beyond for a customer? And if you've got the attitude, we can kind of train you on the skills part. And I thought she had the attitude. She was so promising with her personality over the phone, but I asked her some customer service questions. Couldn't come up with an example. She froze really got stuck. And I thought, oh, it's just too many things in the negative column now. You know, there's too many things for me to advocate for you. She called me back like an hour later or something. I was like, oh, I was just talking to my mom and I said how frustrated I was. I couldn't think of something. And she prompted my memory and I thought of all these examples. So I want to tell you this one. That always happens though. Yeah, it does. You go and tell someone, I did that to our other sister anyone's after a university interview. I was like, oh, they asked about time management or something. And I was like, I just went blank. She's like, Emma, schedules, calendars, lists. And I'm like, oh my God, all these things, where were they? Yeah. And so she called back and said, oh, I should have told you the story. I was hoping I could tell you this now. And I was like, yeah, cool. Like I'll listen. And it was excellent. It was what I was looking for. And so I booked her in for an interview. She got the job. (laughs) How good's that? Wow. Okay. Yeah. So you can do this. It's worth your time. Yeah. Also, if there were questions you got stuck on, write them down while they're fresh in your mind. If the interviews just happened, write them down so that you can work on those later and nut that out. Yes. And look, I think the chances are of you getting the same exact tough question the next time, they're pretty low, right? Because sometimes it's like a pretty specific one, but at least you'll feel going into the next one. Well, I know I'm not going to be stumped by that one twice. Yeah, that's one less tricky question that they can get and map out how you would answer it differently or better next time and practice. Just, you know, get in the mirror, role play with someone. So that's if there were questions that you didn't answer well. Now, if there was experience that you weren't strong enough in, work out if that's likely to continue to come up. If you're working, going for IT jobs and you don't know how to do Excel, that's probably going to keep coming up. So evaluate. But it was also like this example I mentioned with the learning and development programs. Was this going to continue to be an issue in other jobs? Maybe, but also maybe not. There's a lot of jobs that don't have a huge focus on that. So it was a gap that I did decide at that point. It is a big weakness. I haven't done enough of this in my career. It's something that I want to cover off a bit more. But equally, I knew that I didn't probably didn't have to address it straight away. There were probably going to be other jobs that I could do. Or is it a flexible thing that, you know, companies are usually like, oh, it's great if you have it, but it's no stress if you don't. And if so, proceed and don't worry. But again, yeah, like you said, if you're going for roles and they all want Excel and you don't have Excel and you're not strong enough in it, upskill. Let's do something about that. Book in for a course. Yeah, absolutely. Make a plan to bridge that gap. Can you do more of that in your current role? Can you ask your boss to be involved with some of that? Could I have reached out in my current role if I was 
planning on staying to say, hey, I'd love to run a training program. Can I do that? And in three months time, you could have done that thing that they're looking for. Is there a stepping stone role that you could do in between your current one and the one you want to get you that experience so that you can do one job in between? Or are there other roles that just won't have as much experience that don't need Excel, for example? Now, if it was internal, we're referring back to Tim's scenario here. We've covered how to bomb, not how to bomb, how to recover from bombing (laughs) or reevaluating if you've even bombed in the first place. But his last prong of the question was how to cope if you interview for a promotion that goes to someone else. So if it's an internal thing that you've gone for and you've got knocked back, the good and the bad news is that that decision is formed not just on the interview. This is good in the sense that if you think you bombed the interview, well, that isn't ultimately what cost you the entire thing, you know? So it means your interview skills, they might not suck. They might be fine. Yes. It's your experience in your current role and your feedback from your manager. But on the flip side, it sucks that, yeah, if you nail the interview, they might still knock you back based on other things. Yes, exactly. So the thing is, and I think this is so important, it's back to why do we even interview? We're trying to see if you're going to be good at the job. Now, interviews are imperfect and there's a lot of things wrong with using them to guess whether someone's going to be good at a job. Sometimes we get it wrong. Bad interview, but they would have been good at the job. Good interview, but they're bad at the job. All that kind of stuff. But if you are already in the organization, a lot of those things aren't unknowns anymore. We know your work ethic. We know your attitude. We know your customer service skills. We know all these things about you already. So the interview adds some things about what's your motivation for applying for the next level, all that kind of thing. Depends on the organization. If it's a whole different team and a whole different wing and they don't even know you, I still think they're going to be looking at your last performance review, all that stuff. You're going to be talking to your manager. So it's good and it's bad. And I'd say for Tim, get feedback because when it's internal, that is the best part. You can make sure you get feedback. Yes. And they're going to give it to you compared to a busy HR company that's knocked back 500 people. Uh, Boring. We don't have time to give you feedback. This is someone you know and probably work closely with. Of course, they're going to have the time to give you feedback. Make sure you book a meeting. Ask for a one-on-one. Go through it in depth. What is it that I missed out on? What are the things that I can do to get there? Was it my interview skills? Maybe it was. Maybe you were on the same level and they interviewed better. I love asking that, what can I do to get there? Because then it's like a big, I don't want to say a fuck you, but it's like you come back and you're like, remember that thing you said to do? Here's the receipts (laughs) and you have nothing left to say. Hire me, you know? That's exactly right. That's right. Because you're asking them, what was it that I didn't have that made you not choose me? And how can I fix that over the next six months? What can I do? And it might have been some attitude stuff that they've picked up on. It could be, you know, that you're not being involved as much with the rest of the team in a mentoring role. Or there could be so many different things that you might get in terms of feedback here. It could just be that you need a bit more experience. But ask them for a plan. What can I do in the next six months to make sure that the next time this role comes up or a similar role at a similar level that I do succeed? And to sum it up, Tim... You're doing great. And I really don't think that you've bombed several interviews in a row. I think it's a mix of all the things we've just talked about, a bit of bad luck, a bit of not the right fit, maybe different experience. Someone just had a bit more edge. You know, you're not bombing. Your interview skills are great. And we know that because you're a listener of this podcast. You care. And one day soon, your effort will be rewarded. And we hope this episode's helped give you some clarity and some advice and hang in there. And our very last note of what to do if you feel like you've been bombing, after you've done all these things that we suggest, move on. Move on. It happens. It happens. 
and there's only so much you can do about it. I actually don't want you to focus too much on one bad interview. If you let that change your whole approach just because you didn't get the job, you could be barking up the wrong tree. I've seen people get told feedback that they need to be more XYZ and then they turn into this whole different person. They commit so much they become XYZ. Yeah. And then they don't get the next job because they're too XYZ. Like just take from it what you can take from it. Implement anything you need to implement and then move on. There will be more jobs. There will be more interviews and you will get it. You will have your time. Thanks so much. We'll be back in your ears next week. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you like hearing the sound of our voices, hit that follow button in Apple or Spotify or better yet, tell someone else about the show. That's how we can hit the charts so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration and a supportive community, check us out on Instagram at Interview Boss. We've been your job search besties and helped you in some way. There's a cool way you can support the show. Shout us a virtual coffee. We get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories. Head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa. If you keep us caffeinated, we can keep the content coming.